0: Hello again, Pastor Deborah here. This is another episode of Mental Health and The Forever Person, The Three Realms. Last time I came to you, we had episode one of The Forever Person. We are now into the third realm, the spiritual realm, and we are learning about ourselves and others and a whole realm a world a kingdom that exists but yet we do not see it with our natural eyes i want to give you a little bit of history today on how this realm came to be why it exists who created it and what its purposes are for so that we can understand our spiritual Person, the forever person's place in this realm. And that we can understand why we are a three-part system of a physical body that you can see with your natural eyes and touch. It's made of dust of the earth, and it returns to dust upon earthly death. And why we have a soul with all of its input from the five senses. It has a mind and feelings and it has conscious awareness of its surroundings. And then that other part, the part that humanity has always known about since the day it was created. And if you look back into ancient civilizations, back to the Egyptians, the American Indians, back into the caveman they believed in some higher power some world some gods and goddesses something they could not see but they knew and believed it was a part of their lives and they were to be connected to it they were to be worshiping it they were to be giving it praise and Thanksgiving and yet over time it's like it sort of disappeared And yet, in many, many cultures in our faiths, in our religions, we are still talking about a God. We're talking about angels. We're talking about visions and dreams. And we're learning how to live our lives. How to train and teach our soul and physical body to do good things and not to hurt people and we're taught to go and pray and worship to a god so spiritual things gods that we cannot see are a part of our life and the forever person is right in that world so let's begin how did the spiritual person ever get created where did it come from who created it for what Purpose is the spirit person here in a dirt body. A lot of us sort of ask that question, but it's really our soul that's asking, what am I here for? What am I to do? Why was I born? What is life about? That is a lot of the questions the soul is asking. The soul is the part of us that Freud told us is your subconscious it is a person that lives below that gets fed by the five senses and it is developed in darkness and ignorance it is formed and shaped by society and families and faith and by wounds and abuse and hurts but that's not the spirit part of us that's not the forever person so let's go back to where it began who do you think or how do you believe oh, excuse me I always forget that I'm in a classroom and I'm usually teaching spiritually in the garden and I just now recognized and see a lot of spiritual beings coming and sitting down and listening So excuse me, I want to welcome, welcome everybody to this teaching. All you little ones, you need to know where you came from, who created you, what happened to you, why you are in such a mess, why you live in such fear and torment, and what are all those icky, nasty creatures that are always after you. So we'll help you to understand that. Now, originally there was, as most everybody sort of believes, some kind of God. Something called the Creator. Now some people believe that all that we see out here in the world just sort of evolved from something that came out of space and sort of through time and experiments they all kind of came together and formed water and creatures and mountains and trees and eventually just through survival of the fittest or whatever humanity popped on the scene and there was no as they call it a divine creator into uh, a designer and architect so In the Bible and in most of your faith-based religions, people believe that there was something beyond the stars, something of another realm that created everything, including us and our three parts. Now, a lot of people don't wanna talk about that third part The spirit that's here with me now. Because. They would feel like. They might have a mental health issue. If they did. It's sort of like a. Untalked about truth. Because they want everybody. To just see this part. The soul. The physical body. They don't want to know what's going on. Back here. So. Originally there was a great designer, an architect, a dreamer, a great god, and he was by himself most of the time, because there wasn't anything else but him, but he had all these thoughts and desires inside of himself, and he was a great creator, he was thinking of all kind of crazy creatures and beings and possibilities and sort of like an artist drawing a picture uh, putting things together seeing something in a vision creating it within his own thoughts and then producing it birthing it himself now how can a thing birth I thought only females did well this particular guy was, had both sides. He was both a male and a female. And we learn that because he shows that about himself later on. So he goes, I'm sure awful lonely out here. I'm all by myself. I got a lot of ideas and thoughts. And, boy, it'd be nice to have something. It'd be nice to have people or things. How about a tree? I know what a tree is. I created them. About some stars and planets, huh? That sure is lonely, just being by myself. So this one found out that being alone was not nice, very lonely. So he started creating, having thoughts and concepts, ideas inside himself. And if you ever talk to an artist, whether it's a musician, a painter, an architect, They can see a picture of something, hear the sounds, before they ever put it on the paper. And then it's played or created or made in the natural world. So this one, I like to call him, he realized he was full of things. And he was just creating, his thoughts were thinking, uh, what else did he have to do? There wasn't nobody to talk to nobody to interact with he just had himself and he figured out that's very lonely so he started thinking and creating inside of himself stuff now he's a spiritual being so the first thing that started coming out of him, birthing coming forth was spiritual things just like him, sort of, creatures and land. He'd created his own land and kingdoms. He gave himself different, many identities, personalities, things that he would need to be, many different ways. He created lands and water and all kinds of light. he created serpents and angels. Some of them are very strange. Some of them are just light. Some are wheels within wheels. And he created, and he was just a a creator. And boy, did he create some stuff. Now, that realm that he created first was the spiritual realm. We don't know how long it was created. Did he do everything at once? The only evidence we have is in the Jewish Bible where he said he took time, he went day by day, and he created different things on the planet Earth. And time went by. Now, at this time in creation, this one, there was no time. You'll learn that spiritual things are eternal. They had a beginning when he birthed them, and he gave them life and he created them out of himself but they would always exist they were eternal there'd never be any uh, death as we know it down here on planet earth so out came angels and libraries and books and storms and rainbows and trees and creatures and living creatures and ducks and geese and more angels and our three archangels, warring angels, messenger angels, praise and worship angels. And he actually formed a, a kingdom called the kingdom of heaven. It was a spiritual land and a territory where he was the king. Now he was also God, but he had to become something. He had to have authority and rulership over this newly created thing. How we would understand it is if somebody built a building, somebody has to be the building manager to make sure all the parts stay working. So he became a manager. He became what he called himself a king. He had all authority and dominion over this newly created stuff because he created it. And when you create something, you own it. So he was not only the creator of it, but he was the owner of it, which called him Lord. And he picked the title for himself as king. And he called his territory, the first spiritual realm with all the stuff in it, his kingdom. The place where his rule, his ideas, his concepts, his laws, his judgment, his justice, which was all eternal, ruled and reigned. And everybody that was born into it or created into it knew what the rules were of the kingdom and what the punishment was. So we don't know how long that went on. There was no time. And I guess they went on a long time. But then something happened. And this king, he got it all set up built everything I guess he wanted in the spirit realm, but he was still lonely. He didn't have a family. He had no children. He had servants, which were the angels. He had mountains and stones of fire. He had a throne room of grace and mercy, but he had nobody to extend mercy and love to now he loved his creations but they weren't his children they weren't his family they had a different relationship with him so he was a very lonely spiritual God and yet he knew he needed to complete that part of himself to be both a father and a mother and to have children to raise them up get pleasure out of them teach them and train them help them to become like him in his image and his likeness but he had a problem he was already sitting on the throne up in heaven in the spiritual world wherever that was and at that time there was no earthly solar systems. There were no planets, no stars, no suns. None of that existed. Just his spiritual kingdom of heaven. Where he sat as the king of it, the authority, the rulership of it. He owned it all. He created everything. His life that was in himself was in everything. But their relationship were mainly servants subjects they worked for him now they worshiped him as god their creator but they were not his children they were not his direct image of himself his offspring so he was missing a major component of himself to be a father and a mother It's easy to be a king and have servants. You just order them to do something. And if they don't do it, you punish them. And you love them, but it's not the same. The same closeness, the same relationship. It's not the same when you're a parent. And you give life and birth to a child. And you raise it. And you teach it and you nurture it. Oh yeah it'll make mistakes he knew and you forgive it and you let all of these angels these servants see your mercy and your compassion and your love and get everybody start seeing a different side of you called a parent a mother and a father and they watch the family start growing and developing so but where am I gonna put the kids He had developed a law that said i am king of the kingdom the territory the land called heaven wherever that was and if my kids come and live here with me they can't be king i'm the king i'm the ruler and the only way they could take over at least one of them was if i died but i don't die I'm eternal and I live forever. So that is not a good solution. So I want children. But I'm going to have to send them somewhere. Put them in some other capacity. Some other territory that I still own and I create for them to be kings on and to rule it for me and I don't have to go down there or go there. They will be my representatives. They will be my ambassadors. So with children also came the ability to be, what we would learn is be an expansionist, develop new territories, create something new that wasn't created. So here it comes. This creator, this one who had some kind of womb and he had these thoughts and these concepts of children and he would be, get, he would be able to be a family because he knew as a single God, just a lonely king on a throne with all these angels serving him, he was missing something. He was not yet fully fulfilled within himself. He needed this other component, being a father and a mother, birthing children, watching them grow, having a family, watching them develop into adults and become kings just like him, made in his image and his likeness, and doing what he does in heaven but doing it somewhere else it was going to be the greatest joy that he would ever know within himself so he began he started developing in himself what kind of child this would be but he had a problem they couldn't be in heaven They had to be birthed somewhere else. So he set about. Excuse me. My nose itches. He set about creating. Another kind of. World. Another realm sort of. It was going to be a combination. Of the spiritual realm. With his spiritual children. From it. But inside of a. Earthly natural world so he the spiritual being was going to create the natural world that we look at as planet earth and the solar systems they were not there at first all the stars we see and the galaxies they were not existed at the very beginning but he created them We call it the Big Bang. And from some point, he said. When he speaks, that is giving birth. That is spewing out, releasing something. So he spoke, let there be. And his spirit, the power that he had, that was anointed by him, went and took the words, and went, Power infused the words, the intent, the decrees, the prophecies of this one God. This one God who had many names, but he wouldn't reveal those names right at first. He was just Almighty God, the creator. So he breathes out. He speaks out things that had been inside of him. He had been creating. And the power through the Holy Spirit, his own spirit, took it, formed it, shaped it, energized it, and it went forth. And the scientists, excuse me again, call it the Big Bang. Now in that, he already had laws. And he already had, he's building the natural world, which had different rules in it than the spiritual world. When he spoke in the spirit, boom, done, created. But now we learn in the natural world, and we we observe different planets. We see their collisions and stars exploding, being birth. We see the craters on the moon, we see even meteors hitting the earth. We look back in thousands and thousands and billions of years and we see the earth of rock and just volcanoes and no life and just volcanoes and no life. And that was the new world, this new colony, this new separate territory that this God was extending himself to he was showing more of himself I can create the spiritual which is eternal and I can create this natural world because he had foresight and he could see that he was going to need another type of system than what he had in heaven so when we're talking about the forever person the one in the third realm, this is sort of how he began. So now this was a father he was creating the territory, the new land, the new colonies that his children would live on. They would be his spiritual children and he was going to put them inside of a a covering like a suit of clothes of this new territory. They were going to be a mixture of spirit and we'll say dirt from this new land. They were to have a complete spiritual body and he was going to place them inside of this dirt. Why? Well, I have to ask him. But he had to do something different, because remember he could see way into the future. And this earth was this new territory that he was conquering, developing and creating for his children. They couldn't be up in heaven with him and be the rulers, the kings he wanted them to be. He was there. There There's no room but for one they would be what you would call princesses or princesses they're not on the throne yet cuz he's there and he ain't moving okay they were like he was he was like we see it with Christopher Columbus and all the early explorers believing there's a new land over there with riches and stuff and the king would send out sailors explorers to go find out what's there bring me back the glory the riches of it make me feel proud of you for I've invested in you I've given you ships go so we see that pattern from our own earthly experience and we can relate it to him he's a creator he's always thinking now the spirit realm is eternal. It can morph and sort of change, but it's basically done. But this nude land, this new territory called the natural, call it earth, uh, ground, stars, light, gases, things you can see with different eyes it seemed to be changeable so he created the territory that his children were going to dominate he was going to birth them out of himself with his own image and after his likeness with all authority and they were to be his children and he was to be their father and mother to them. A different type of relationship. Eventually, they would grow up and they'd work in the family business of ruling and reigning territory and servants and over all the works of the God, the creator. So this spiritual being This child that was to come had to go somewhere. So this creator, this one, created what we know as the natural world. We don't know how long it took. But all the spiritual beings in heaven watched. Now what they're doing is they're worshiping him, doing whatever he tells them. They were all born, born, created with a purpose Full of wisdom and beauty and glory. They had their place. Uh, I believe. I'm not quite sure if this is true. But the three archangels were divided up into communications. That was Gabriel. Warring and fighting and military. That's Michael. And Lucifer, the son of the morning. And he was more like a praise and worship. He was a. He had one third of the angels, Gabriel had another third, and Michael had another third. Everybody was organized. Everybody had supervisors. Everybody was under leaders. Everybody had their position. They knew the rules. They had their. Uh, they were created with their purpose in them, and the abilities and powers they needed to do. What they were created to do. And everybody was to stay in order. And do what they were created to do. And the kingdom would have harmony. And the work that the God. The king wanted done. Would get done. Now remember he's thinking ahead. And he knows if he has children. It's going to be a hard time. Because he knew he had foresight. Bad things were going to happen. And these lovely children that he was going to create and this new form of worlds and realms were going to be in trouble. And he was going to have to go many long years without talking to his kids. They were going to be separated and it was going to be very difficult. But he went ahead because he said, yeah, that's going to happen. But at the end of the time when that's over, I'll finally have what I want, be able to sit down and rest. I'll have my Sabbath. And I will have on earth, some kind of earth, what I had always envisioned in my mind that I wanted to have. My kings who were my children, bringing their riches and their glory into me. On a beautiful earth and we live happily in a realm and we get what we want now so these are his ideas his plans the spirit realm came first and what we learn later in the Bible is that it is the spirit beings that when they speak their words create situations, create life, create death, create blessings, curses. And the words themselves can be infused with power of good or bad, of spiritual things to create. So, he started working. He's already had these children inside of him sort of just stating they were there inside of his heart they were the love of his heart well the first one that came out was his word his very own son who he named Christ he was an anointed king he actually anointed his word his word became his children his word would be his image his words which were his thoughts his ideas himself he would release them out of himself and they would be his children the first one out was we know called Christ and within him he carried the holy spirit the same holy spirit that we learned that infused all of creation with power was inside this spirit called christ this king this son this offspring this word this word was always before him inside of him Playing happily. It was a part of him, it was him. And yet it was his son. It was his thoughts that came forth. They danced in front of him. He could see him. They became his first son. The son of God. They were act this first one called Christ was a God Himself. And he was up there, and he was there, and he was the first one, the first child, so to speak, that was made in his image and likeness, So far, so good. And yet, this God, this Father, one wasn't enough for him. He wanted just as, He wanted, I don't know, billions, trillions, zillions, quadrillions. He wanted a big family. And he was going to use this first one, this Christ pattern. He was going to be what we would call the thing that you use to create everything else. He was the blueprint. He was the design. He is what he was going to make all of these children to be like. So he implanted in this first one his thoughts. The relationship with them was oneness. He would have his own concepts within him. He'd have his Holy Spirit. He would be just like his Father. All authority and dominion. So the one came out. And here he is. He can sit on the right hand of the Father in heaven, the Prince, the Prince of life. He's not the King yet, but he is, but he is, he's the King's son. He has all authority and all power. But this one, this creator, he knew some bad stuff was gonna happen and things were gonna have to be done. So him and his son had a meeting with the Holy Spirit, probably inside of himself, in private, away from all the angels. And the father said to the son, son, I'm going to bring about more children. I'm going to send them to this new land and territory, but some bad things are going to happen to them. They're going to break my laws, they're going to disobey me, and I gave them free will and one of our angels lucifer son of morning is going to tempt them and they are going to fall and they are going to lose their holy spirit and they are going to go into his kingdom and they are going to be transformed and shaped and conceived in sin and iniquity and ignorance and i'm going to lose them and but we can get them back But my laws that I've established, which I have already set above my own head, I have to follow. I have put laws up here, my word, and I have to submit to them myself. So when we have a traitor in the kingdom, they must die. They must be punished. But if I do that to these children, and if I don't do something, I will lose them I'm already going to lose one-third of my creation that I created. Now, they cannot be redeemed, son, because they knew the truth. They had free will. They knew the punishment. I'm telling you, they will go to the lake of fire that I'm going to have to create. And they will have to be separated from me eternally and tormented and punished. That's the law. But these children to come these spiritual beings inside this new form of uh, territory called dirt, earthly stuff, natural stuff. I don't want to lose them like I'm losing, going to lose the angels. So I need somebody to go for me. Somebody that will take on their same form, be inside of a dirt body. And will be my lamb. Will be a sacrifice. Will be innocent. And will will shed its blood and die to me. Three ways. That they will die physically. The soul that does the sin will die. And the spirit will go into hell. And be separated from me. And the loss of the Holy Spirit. But if you accept this. I promise you and on the third day after you've gone to hell and you have been punished in their place and then i infuse back into you the holy spirit for you were innocent you did not do this i will give you the keys to hell death and the grave you will open the prison doors to all the people that came before the flood to even adam and eve you will unlock the doors to everyone that has not known about me and you will tell them they're free and they can come home to heaven temporarily till I create a new earth for them and if you do this I will guarantee that after three days down there I will send back the Holy Spirit and he will get into your dirt body First he will get in you in him. Then he will take your spirit. And put it back inside the dirt body. In the tomb. And you will rise up. As you were before. Resurrected. With all your glory. And you will show them. All my children. That that is the plan I have for them. To redeem them back to me. That is what I'm asking you to do son. You are the firstborn. Will you pay the price? And this Christ said, Father, because you love your children to come, and I love you, I will obey the royal law of agape love. And I will die in their place. I will take their place. I will substitute myself for them. So you, Father, may have the love of your heart and what you intended to always happen will come forth. I will go. Put your anger, the law, the justice on me. I trust you. I love you enough to do this for you so that you and your children that are to come can be reconciled and the holy spirit wrote down it is finished it is done the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world was already dead in the heart of god himself but yet the time had not come to send this lamb the time now this was worked out in secret where all the angels did not know and this gift of love to a father and this gift of love to all of the children called humanity would be on display one day and all a creation would learn that means you guys of this heart of this father for his children and the love of this son Christ who would get inside a dirt body and he would be named Jesus, the one who would save his people. And he would be sent at the right time. They called it the fullness of time. He would come and he would start talking about the father and the kingdom they had been from and about the king and the kingdom and its power and its authority for everybody to come back. And each day he taught Told him he was anointed to do certain things. But he was always proceeding. Walking toward the day of the cross. When he would settle the law of the kingdom of heaven. Justice would be done. The books would be, say, found guilty. And punishment was rendered. After that was done. On earth then the resurrection so this was all laid out before the spiritual beings were even created this God this Creator had a plan he knew what was coming he knew it was be hard but he wanted a family so much he wanted to save them and help them and he had to count the cost himself so did this one this firstborn, this Christ. They were both willing to pay the price and trust in their love for each other and in the power of the Holy Spirit to get this done. Then after that, the new territory, the big bang started. And I'll pick up on the next episode, episode three, from the big bang and what happened then so enjoy learning a little bit more about the beginnings of the forever person and it's relationship to this God the creator and how it was created different and some of the bad things that was going to happen to it and how yet the father and the first begotten son the word the Christ had a plan. And then they set forth and the building began. This is Pastor Deborah and enjoy this, Mental Health and the Forever Person. I will tie it in more and more to how this relates to mental health, all of the different issues that the physical body is having, the biological brain is going through. And how it affects the soul, and how mental health issues, substance abuse issues, post traumatic stress, all the different mental health illnesses, and the forever person are intersected. And then we'll talk about how one's faith in this God helps us. Enjoy and be blessed. Keep coming and learning. A lot of history has to come. A lot of foundation. We have to go slow. It's a deep, the spiritual realm is as deep as the natural realm. There's much to look at with your natural eyes and then with the microscopes. There's history to look at. Did you know when we look at a twinkling star, it's light. But it's the light that has traveled millions and millions or billions of years of an event that's already happened. And that star could be long gone. And we're just now seeing the light. So we have to go back as archaeologists, back as scientists, back looking at microscopes, looking deep into cells and figuring out who we are spiritually. How does that relate to mental health? How does that relate to our biological body? So we'll get there. Just takes a long time. Enjoy and keep coming. And all of you return again. Love always and forever. Pastor Deborah.